What if you could be doing something smarter with your money that creates income now? If you're wanting to get ahead financially and enjoy greater freedom of choice, if you want a comfortable retirement and you know you'll have more choices if you can do more with your money now, if you've wondered who else is creating ways to make their money work for them and you want actionable ideas with honest pros and cons and no fluff, welcome to the Richer Geek Podcast. We're here helping people find creative ways to build wealth and financial freedom. I'm Mike Stoller, and in this podcast, you'll hear from others who are already doing these things and learn how you can too. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Richard Geek Podcast. I'm happy to have this week, I have Joey Murray and Russ Morgan. They are founding partners of Wealth Without Wall Street. Now, uh, Russ is known as, I guess, you're the idea guy. Russ, how you doing? <laughs> good, good, Michael. Thank you for having us on the show. And uh, Joey, you're uh, also a founder. You uh, thought about becoming a surgeon, decided to uh, go into the mortgage business. That's probably You probably make a lot more money now than, uh, than that. How you doing? I'm good. I, I just couldn't get used to the rubber gloves, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, and, uh, I, actually what really deterred me was when somebody told me, yeah, you have to go to school for like 16 years or something. And I was like, yeah, I gotta be another, another option. Um, mortgage mortgage. And then, uh, now what we do, I, I really didn't even need a degree. So it's all good. Very cool. Yeah. You know, well, that's a, that's a great thing about, I think real estate is it doesn't care who you are, what race you are, what sex you are, what degree you have. It's a equal opportunity. Um, you know, I, I guess, you know, career. Yeah. Um, now what we're going to talk about today is, you know, several factors, everybody, you know, and several topics. And one of them is, you know, I want to get into a little bit of your guys' history and how you guys actually went from, this is very interesting, you went from zero to 60K in passive income. And I think it was in a several different type of asset base. You guys want to share that a little bit with us? Yeah. So um, in the previous episode we were on here, I think we gave a good bit of our background. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, not to, to bore you with those details, but ultimately I was that guy, I was in a career job uh, in the mortgage field and started to realize that my time was getting sucked away from me the higher my income went. And uh, to the point where my, my, my wife um, and my kids always were like, you're not present, you know, like I would be on vacation with them uh, the rare occurrence that would be, and I'd have my phone literally attached to my hip. And so I'd be like, Hey, I'll see you guys just go head down to the beach. I'll be down there shortly. And then I just have to take this one call. I just have to take this one call. And, uh, I don't know if you can relate, but, um, it was slowly taking me away from what I was working so hard for and, uh, met Russ and we started to implement certain things, uh, financially after reading a, a, a very foundational book 
And it made such a huge impact for me that I said, after four years of doing it, I was like, more people need to know this. And, and so that's when he and I joined up and formed Wealth Without Wall Street in 2016. And um, just over these last five years, um, we have learned a ton from other people by mm-hmm. doing a podcast and listening to others and then implementing those passive income ideas personally. And we report on those every single month now to, to anybody that wants to listen to the good, the bad, the ugly on our podcast, you can hear that we've just surpassed 67,000 per month in uh, passive income in all these different ways. I, I mean, that's fantastic. It's, and to do it on your own time, on your own schedule. And, you know, it's something that's very important. I think it's one of the things for us that are in real estate or doing our own thing. Uh, you know, the money is great. But, you know, one of my mantras is I want to build a life that I don't need to take a vacation from, right? Yes. Okay. And, you know, you kind of hit that with us, you know, and our listeners in our first one. And by the way, everyone, if you want to listen to the first episode, it is episode 29. And uh, go refamiliarize yourself with uh, these two and uh, listen to that and then listen to this and see how much they've grown in those two years. Um, now, some of the things that you're, you've been doing and getting to that over 60,000, it, it's not just real estate. It's, it's, it seems like almost if I want to buy something or I want something, it's how can I monetize it? How can I actually get some money out of it? You know, right. you mentioned even like, like uh, an RV that you, you recently purchased. So tell us about some of the different classes and why you kind of chose them, kind of the pros yeah. and cons of them. Well, I'll, I'll start off with not to like sidestep your question, because I definitely don't want to do that. But I think the critical thing that we have learned and now have implemented for all of the people that come through our process is that there is a very specific process we must go through. Mm-hmm. And, and we're not smart enough to come up with this stuff on our own. We just bump our heads along the way and then realize, oh, it'd probably be easier if we would have done it this way. But getting clear, I'm going to say it in three steps. It's the GPS, right? The goal, the plan, and then the support. And for us, the goal is just getting clear on what financial freedom really means. If you had asked me 10 years ago, or really more like 12 years ago, what financial freedom was, I probably would have associated it with like a high income. Mm-hmm. You know, then when I actually got that high income that was actually more than I thought I would have ever had, I realized that there are strings attached. Whenever I, you work for somewhere else, you start getting a much higher income. They want more of your time. It requires more responsibility. Like you, I mean, I'm speaking to the choir here, but I realized that financial freedom had to be something different because I looked up and I looked around, I, I, you know, life wasn't what I had wanted it to look like. And so I started realizing I have to buy some of my time back by having passive income. And when I do that, what does that look like? I, I want to be spending time with my kids. I want to be educating them. My, my kids are homeschooled now. And so 
I spend time with them as their math tutor. I help my, my six-year-old read, like learn to read. Um, we go on, you know, we went on a 22-day RV trip as a family just to do, um, you know, geography and history and like all these things. We were educator kids. So in my mind, it's how little every week can I work to still support the lifestyle that we need? And once I got really clear on that, and, and I'll say this, I'm going to give you one quick story. My, my uh, fourth daughter, I have five, by the way, Mike, my fourth daughter, she, one time I was taking her to school, this is years ago. And she, I was taking her to her little, um, you know, preschool. She, she told me, she said, dad, uh, are you going to pick me up from school today? And I was like, no, baby. And I was thinking to myself, you know, better than that. Like I very rarely even get to drop you off at school, let alone pick you up. And uh, she said, why are you not going to pick me up? I said, your mom's going to pick you up. She said, why are you not going to pick me up? Mm. I said, well, cause I have to go to work. And she said, why do you have to go to work? Mm. I was like, well, cause I got to pay for this car. I got to pay for the house, like your food, you know, all these things. I and mean, it's like, this is dumb. Why are you asking me? She's like, we already have a car we already have a house. And I'm just, you know, it's, it's a simple little conversation, but what it was for me was an anchor in my life. That was, I had to tell my daughter, I have to go to work. And just that one word is what drove me and Russ. I came to Russ at that point. I was like, look, something's got to change. I'm, I'm not going to be in that position again. I'm going to take control and we're going to create passive income at a high rate to where I never have to say that to her. And, and so anyways, once we did that, we got really clear that passive income must be greater than our monthly expenses. And we started then applying what kind of investor are we? And so Russ, I don't know if you want to speak to the plan portion of this, but like after I got that goal and the real crystal clear vision, going into the plan side of things and figuring out what kind of investor we are before we ever applied the types of investments that we employed. I, mean, I think we all can resonate that if, if you're a dad, a mom, we've all been in a time at some point in our lives where our kids have challenged us as to why do we have to go somewhere? Why can't we be there with them? Why can't we spend more time with them? Why can't we do the things that they want us to do with them. And, and to be honest, that story is so compelling to us because we want that so badly, but the world tells us, well, success, as Joey's already mentioned, is in a higher income. And many of us have risen to making so much money. I mean, we spend money today that we, we just aspired at some point in life to be able to make, right? And but yet the more we spend, the more we need to make, the more we spend, the more we need to make. And all of that does is just pull us further and further from, from what we want. And the attraction to passive income is that it doesn't require necessarily our involvement. And that's, that's super interesting, right? Like our goal is to figure out how to get more of our time back, how to stop trading time. I'm literally teaching my, my nine-year-old, my 11-year-old, my 14-year-old, my 16-year-old, when they, they're asking me for money, they're asking me, well, what can I do? I'm trying to show them that work for money is not the solution. 
because at some level you're going to run out of the ability to create time, right? And then the, the wage in which you get to do it. There's many jobs that Joey and I would not do. It doesn't matter how much money you pay us for it, right? Thankfully, we get to a point where we, we, we have enough passive income. And, and that's the part in the second step there that, that Joey was alluding to in our GPS model, the, the P, the path, the path, the plan is knowing who we are as an investor. And I think so often times we get so hooked into the lure of rate of returns from investments that we think that that's what we should chase. And it starts in the mutual fund world where we start our 401k and we're asked to pick from a list of mutual funds that we don't know anything about. Nobody around us know anything about. So what do we do? We just look and see who had the highest return over the one, three, five, 10 year average. And we pick that one, which is a terrible idea, by the way. But that's what we do because we are not trained. We don't understand what to do. And I think that sometimes people look at our passive income report and they say, man, you guys are killing it in the short term rental space. Man, you're you're doing all this amazing stuff over here in the land flipping space. That's what I should do. But that's not the case because you have to know who you are as an investor, Mike. <laughs> and too oftentimes when we decide to make an investment, we don't understand how to impact the result of it. And because of that, when the result isn't what we wanted and it comes back differently, we're left disappointed. So one of the things that we help everyone who comes through this process understand is who they are as an investor and then try to align them toward things that they could influence the outcome of that they could be in more control of because really that's what we want we want more control and that leads us into the third step which is supporting that that position being in a position where you're around other people who are growing at a level equal to or higher than you are i mean the only reason you should be listening to the richer geek is because you want to be where Mike is, right? You want to be where some of his guests are, because if they're, if, if the person you listen to is not in a better position than you are, then how are you going to get further? Right. Mm-hmm. And we, we believe that surrounding yourself, you know, what is it? Jim Rohn said that you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. Well, maybe you don't get to spend time with people that um, you would like to. So maybe it's own podcast, maybe it's uh, reading books, Maybe it's in masterminds or communities that will help you get there. And we believe that support piece is so vital and the ability to have coaching and influence from people who have done it before you is super helpful. Yeah, my gosh, I'm just some absolutely fantastic tips. Um, you know, and that's when I got started, I didn't do that and I failed miserably, right? You know, that's because I didn't surround myself, but you know, a lot of us got started in the pre-Google days, which I, you know, <laughs> what I call PG. And, uh, um, you know, I, I couldn't Google. We didn't have masterminds and things like that. But now there's really no excuse, is there? Right. Um, and, I mean, you have website sites like Wealth Without Wall Street. You have all this opportunity now that really, if you don't do that, what you were just saying, then stick to your nine to five job, right? Because you either don't want it hard enough, bad enough, uh, you know, to really make it successful because, or, because if you do it on your, if you have that ego and you do it on your own, then, you know, I, I always say you can spend the same amount of money and fail, or you can spend the same amount of money with knowledge and hopefully succeed, right? Yeah. 
And I, I would say, though, the thing is, is hopefully this is just bringing attention to a, a, a problem that we don't even realize that we have. Mm-hmm. Because while I mean, we, we our, com- our company and our show is Wealth Without Wall Street. Well, we don't want to demonize Wall Street. They've done a really good job of telling us that we really don't have to think. Mm-hmm. Right. We just look at it like what Russ was saying. We just look at the ROI on something and put money in it. And we just go along our, our regular day job and move on. And we just hope for the best. Whereas what we're talking about is a, is a completely different thing. It's a full on competitive sport. You have to get in the game. Like you have to personally look at who you are, who God has made you to be like your strengths your weaknesses. Like, do you need to partner with somebody in certain areas where you're weak? And our assessment tool, the investor DNA that Russ was alluding to or talking about, it it opens your eyes to that and it helps you to apply who you are to what sort of path you should then be going on. And it's pretty amazing once you start doing that, how empowering that is mm-hmm. and how much confidence the people that are in our inner circle they're sharing with us on a weekly basis how they've gone from like this position of like confusion or uncertainty to, man, I'm going to be financially free in three years. And before I engaged with this, I had no idea, like literally just kind of going through the motions. It sounds like you're teaching someone their unique ability, right? Um, Yes. And for me, you, you, I had to learn through mentors like you, the, the two of you. Um, I'm horrible at certain things, but because I was, I had the ego and I didn't want to spend the money. I didn't want to hire or partner with someone that was better in those things than me. And then it wasn't until I got out of my own way that I decided it's like, wow, I am really good at this. And that's how we can succeed. Is that kind of like what you guys are, are, are getting at and what you guys teach? Yeah, I think you're, I mean, it's ultimately equipping people, right? I mean, that's, mm-hmm. I, you, you said a second ago that people have to want it. And mm-hmm. we, we reiterate that point all the time that our objective is to help people who want to be financially free get there faster mm-hmm. with an emphasis on want. Mm-hmm. that you want to, right? I mean, it, it is, it's not a nice thing. And, and be honest, I mean, you know, the, the, the person listening to your show, if they're making really good money, like things are great, life seems good. Sometimes it's like, well, I don't want to trade this in. And that's fine. Like, we're not here to beat you up. That, that's good. That's awesome. Like, if you can find something cool to put your money into that, that, that you get to go back and continue your, your job. That's awesome. Like, that's amazing. But then the, the opposite side of that, and many of us have read, you know, Michael Gerber's book, The E-Myth, for instance. Mm-hmm. And he talked about many examples, but one that prominent sticks out of my mind is the, the baker, right? Who, who started the bakery because she loved it. She loved growing right. up cooking. And then all of a sudden she got to a point where the business became the front end and the love of cooking got pushed to the back and she began to hate it. And I recognize that because my wife was a dentist 
She loved the idea of helping people. She loved dentistry as shocking and gross as that is, by the way, (laughs) she loved it until we started a dental practice a number of years after she was out of dental school. And all of the same things happened to the baker happened to her. And she started to hate, she started to hate it, resent it even. And, and so one of the things that Joey and I say is that today you may love your job, may be mm-hmm. empowered by what you're doing for a living and good for you, man. That's awesome. Cause we need to bring love and joy and productivity to the world. We're called to be producers, not to be sitting on couches. And, but the thing is, I think that when, we go to, we, at some point in time, a lot of people, maybe not you, but a lot of people get to a point where they end up going to work just trading time for the money because mm-hmm. the money is what provides the things that they have now come accustomed to having and they start to resent then going to work. And I don't think they're then nearly as productive. I don't think they're nearly as happy. So mm-hmm. our, our vision, at least for our company, is within three years, every employee comes to work only because they want to. And that means they have to be financially free. And that means they have to be working in the area of their unique ability that you just pointed out. And, and that is very different. That's strange in, in the workplace, right? Because mm-hmm. so few people are truly working because they really want to, if they got down to the brass tacks of it. So I, I think if you could help people understand that, then they say, okay, well, passive income then gives me the freedom to continue to work in a way that I love. I mean, how many people volunteer because they hate it? No, they, they love it. So they volunteer and they work for free. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we get to go to work and they pay us because we love it, that's even icing on the cake. Yeah, you know, it's, it's fantastic. Here's the thing. You may love your job, but everyone says, okay, when can I retire? What's the date that I can retire? <laughs> and then you have to say, well, do I have enough money to, you know, in all these, these circumstances. But if you have that passive income that we're all talking about, we don't ever have to retire. As a matter of fact, we can actually pass down our jobs, our, our assets. Right. And that's something you can't do when you're working in tech or you're working in somewhere. It's, you retire, but now we're building generational wealth through something that we love. Can you touch on that a little bit? Yeah. I yeah, think we, what you're, what you're talking about is a legacy mm-hmm. and it's not only a legacy of the actual assets and the actual, you know, income producing thing that you're talking about. It's also what I'm focusing on with my daughters, even now. And what Russ and I talk about quite frequently on the show is the education that in the mindset and the knowledge of how to break free of the rat race for our daughters. Like it would be my intention that my daughters never have to go get a job because they have the knowledge to create a passive income stream that would far exceed their expenses. And they can pursue the things that they're passionate about. Like for instance, my oldest is 15 and she's an artist. She loves art and she's super talented. Um, But I don't want her to have to rely on her art becoming a chore just to pay the bills. I want it to be, and I get to do art because I have this other income stream. Um, She's actually learning how to flip land right now. 
And it's just super exciting because had I known that kind of stuff, I mean, when I was her age, it's just an amazing gift that I feel like we can give mm-hmm. to our, our children and then make a, a tremendous impact on the future. It, it allowed passive income allows you to pursue passion. Income. <clears throat> and Wonderful. I think that that's a, a really interesting thing. And, and I'm going to go back to something you said about retirement. What age do I get to retire? And that is one of the lies that exist out there, that there is some age requirement to mm. quote unquote retirement. Now, by the way, I don't believe in retirement because I think it's a modern age word that just uh, was created in the last hundred years didn't exist before that. And, and now it's a way to, um, I think, industrialize people to go into the workforce and then ultimately for Wall Street to say, hey, just keep giving us the money. Um, and at some point, we'll give you back enough of it so you can live. Because the reality is, is that you don't need a number. The number is how much monthly expenses do you have? Like right now, we can solve the problem. You, you factor in exactly how much money you spend every single month. All you need to do is have more money coming in each month greater than that. That's it. That's yep. the number. And and it, it, it's, it's not millions of dollars in a bank account or 401k balance or whatever. That That's garbage. You got to get that out of your mind. Is how do I get dollars at work that produce more than I spend? And as soon as I'm there, I'm financially free. And I might be able to do it this year. I might you know, have to get active and do it over the next two to three years. Mm-hmm. But none of that equals retirement. Then that equals opportunity. That equals the abilities that we said a second ago. How do I go then pursue that passion that I want to? And if I get paid to do it, amazing. Right. Now, you know, let's talk about, you know, we need to wrap things up here. Um, The passive income roundtable, very quickly, uh, what's that about? So we we started a group. Mike, that that was specifically for people who feel like, man, my peers that I'm around aren't necessarily pursuing the same thing I'm interested in. And the the market around me doesn't give me an opportunity to find avenues to truly produce passive income that are unique to my income level. And we've got a group of entrepreneurs, seven, eight, nine figure entrepreneurs who are looking for ways to not only compress time, who are looking for ways to improve their lifestyle, be lifestyle funding. And it was set up with this goal in mind that we would grow our passive incomes to not equal our expenses, but to double our expenses. So we kind of refer to it as a 200% club. And the, the objective is there is that everybody in this group is pushing each other to a level way past what they believed was possible. And that's just because they're now surrounded by people that for the most part are way above their ranks. I mean, we, we were at an event, uh, we had our group get together in Nashville back at the end of September. And we, we had a guy who sold his business. All right, Russ, uh, you were talking about the, uh, the 200% club. Uh, if you want to talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, several years back, we kind of got asked quite frequently, how in the world did you guys build your passive income to be past your monthly expenses? And every time I hear you guys on the podcast, you're still adding more streams. What's the thought process? What's the theory? So really we we had this mindset of we could build 200% of our monthly expenses and passive income. If we were just half right, 
we'd be okay, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but the idea that, you know, we never know which stream uh, may end, right? Because we don't uh, have the crystal ball. We don't know perfectly what will happen. I'm sure the guy who owned Blockbuster um, never anticipated being bankrupt um, and, and out of business. And we don't know the things that we're doing, what will work. And so we built a mastermind. We, we refer to it as our passive income mastermind or our 200% club, where we our goal is to do one thing, which is to build 200% of the monthly expense need and passive income. And we do that in three different ways. One through um, exposing people to new opportunities that can increase passive income. The second is to reduce their tax burden, because the thing is, is that part of our expenses, our largest part typically is our taxes, especially the higher income earners that we are. And so we have on a regular basis, tax strategists and tax attorneys that come in and show creative ways, legal ways, um, that they can actually reduce their tax burden, which is an amazing thing. And then the third thing is helping them build infrastructure. And infrastructure may be just entity structure, and it may be estate planning, or it may be through the use of different cash management tools. One of the ones that we most commonly use is something called infinite banking, and just the structuring of those contracts and the lines of credit that go with them that help us finance all the deals. So uh, our, our monthly meetings happen, um, they're 90, 90 minutes, uh, we have an application uh, for those who are interested in applying and being a part of this group. I'll, I'll give you the link. Uh, it's a long one, so I won't say it here. Uh, if you want to uh, share it with your audience in the show notes or something, glad to have them apply and uh, learn more about it. Perfect. Joe, you have anything to add to that? Well, I just think um, the, the key to our passive income mastermind is that there's tons of masterminds out there that help you with your active income. Right. There's ways to increase your business to become a better um, owner or operator of a business or, or, or leader. There's tons of things like that. The thing that sets us apart is this helps you to take that active income that you're so good at creating and start investing it to create secondary passive income streams. Um, many of these things are even, you know, where you're not having to do any sort of a side hustle to get it started. And, and you're surrounding yourself with the people who have that same goal. So chances are you're going to start seeing action turning into results in that area. So, man, if, it, if your most important thing is I want more time because my active income is, is very high, but it's, it's sucking away my time, this is for you. Or if it's somebody that says, you know what? I want to build some secondary or tertiary passive income streams because I don't know if my current business will always be here. This just builds additional financial security. Both of those people are really going to thrive in this kind of a mastermind. Perfect. Russ, Joey, uh, how can people find you? And I, I would send them to our website, wealthwildwallstreet.com forward slash passport. And I throw the passport link in there because if you go through that, it'll actually give you free access into the community that Joey and I have spent so much time and effort building inside of that community. Not only can you get access to the passport challenge, which is the thing that first step we talked about in our process to get a crystal clear goal. And from there, you can take action on any different course or group that we have. You, you're surrounded by 5,000 other people who are focused on building uh, financial freedom. And I just would encourage you to be a part of that. And while you're in there, DM either Joey and I and let them uh, let us know that we heard uh, that you heard us here on this podcast. And we'd love to connect. 
Perfect. Russ, Joey, I thank you so much for coming on. Have a great night. Thanks, Thanks again. Yep, thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Richer Geek Podcast, where we're helping others find creative ways to build wealth and financial freedom. For today's show notes, including all the links and resources from our show and more information about our guests, visit us at www.therichergeek.com slash podcast. And don't forget to jump over to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts and hit the subscribe button. Share with others who could benefit from listening and leave a rating and review to get the podcast in front of more eyes. I appreciate you and thanks for listening.